Here's a little something from my G, Mike Nagley. It's called Unsung. What do you call the being whose every utterance is a concordance of hope, despair, pain, and joy? Their voice a golden cord unshackled from the prison of the heart. What is the being in his flesh that flows past, brushes your shoulder, but ultimately, because of a combination of your own fear, poor self-consideration, and your aggrandizement of them is regarded as spectral. Faux shizzle, the literary device on which we often lean here is angel. We do so because it's easier to consider those who seem above or unobtainable as otherworldly than it is to realize the shortcomings of our own humanity. But angels do not text their mothers near the soundboard at the empty bottle after a funereal set of dirges and hopeful laments seemingly plucked on King David's heart right before they play an encore. Angels do not compose songs, unsung and unplayed for years because their families can't afford instrumentation. Angels are not native-born Kenyans tricked by Bob Dylan to append their whole life for the frigid realities of Minneapolis. Angels are not Andara. For real, Andara is better than angels. He is to me. Everything an artist should be studied, devoted, and preternaturally talented. It is clear that Cus has been born to do this. So it's fair to say he's been at this thing for three decades. Well, if we drop the mythology, about ten years, the point at which he taught himself to play guitar. A decade, the voice of Castrato, and the lonely heart of the living haunted should be enough for superstar. For now it's worth 75 or so souls in a bar in Chicago on a Thursday night. Which is maybe enough. He lives. He creates. He tours. In life, one, the self, is enough. One more, or two, is a privileged communion. If we get more, we get more. But, so many who do not deserve it, get more than they should. And so many who do deserve it, do not. Andorra deserves it all. So does Chef Mark Mendes. But thus far, despite his immense talent, he has been criminally underrated in Chicago. He once cooked pan-Latin cuisine for arena-sized crowds at Carneville. This should have been the Super Bowl halftime appearance that made Mendez's career, for Carneville was the hope diamond in a restaurant empire full of crown jewels like March, Gioco, and Red Light. But, in any of those restaurants he would have been overshadowed by the owner, the brightest light, the alligator boot and Villa tracksuit wearing AMG Mercedes convertible driving Jerry Klain. That brother was an OG. Mendes knew this and so he went after the truth with his wife Liz Mendes. For six years, they promulgated the best Spanish party outside Barcelona at Vera in Chicago's West Loop. Before Vera, I thought Sherry was either a stripper, what you cook with, or what my grandma drank. Who knew it was a regional delicacy, a delicious exercise in oxidation, sweetness, and salinity. Liz did and she showed Chicago. At Vera, Mark somehow made Morcilla. Blood sausage. So good. Some of my young work colleagues who just moved here from suburban Iowa ate the tender strips up like McDonald's french fries. A ruddy flesh haunch of a pasture-raised ibrico hog always commanded the room. Curvaceous and constantly shaved, rosettes of ham with pearlescent fat-flecked flesh dangled over patrons' mouths like meat fruit roll-ups. Damn. If you visited Vera once, you were fan. The Mendezes had a great six-year run. But they were also too early for the McDonald's by Steph Izzard by Google Revolution that came to area later. Vera was shrouded by the elevated train in the hood. Restaurant ownership saps your entire life. It is not enough to be a chef or a son. You must be an accountant, marketer, and therapist. No matter how much you love the game, 
The game rarely loves you back on a single unit. As let us entertain you, Boca, and one-off hospitality know it's empire or bust. So the Mendes has reclaimed balance in their lives and did other things. Vera was enough though that I would follow wherever the Mendes clan went when the timing was right. Now is the time. Mark has ended up partnering with Marcos Rivera on a trio of restaurants in the vast and including Libertad, Zenly, and Estesal. Liz, who amongst other things writes the Substack newsletter on Q, is not directly involved. As Mark's life partner, her guidance is still ever-present. He said, I talk to her every day about what I'm working on, problems I encounter, my struggles, and her insights and knowledge have helped me have whatever success I have had. Without her, there is no chef Mark Mendes. Mark's mother was from Southern Illinois and his father from Uduado, Puerto Rico. His mother learned to cook Puerto Rican food from Mark's paternal grandmother. He said, We ate mafango, a calau, perno, eras con palo not only because my dad liked that stuff but we were broke as fuck and that food was inexpensive. Mark learned to cook the food of his youth from his ma. One of the first dishes he ever made was tostones or fried crushed plantains. Today he adapts what he learned to a professional kitchen making traditional Puerto Rican seasoning blends and base flavors like sofrito, adobo, and sazon in-house. Legit. I chose to visit Estesian because I figured the extra resonance of Mark's childhood would result in something special. I also chose it because everything I know about Puerto Rico came from J-Lo, Lin-Manuel Miranda, eating at Papa's Cash Sabroso or devouring jiburritos and rice and beans at Borenquen Lounge, which is to say as a white Polish kid. I don't know very much, but I like to. Also, you may know this, but if you don't, the magnificent mayo slathered jiburrito sandwiches fried plantains filled with carne asada or lechon are not native to Puerto Rico, but invented by a Puerto Rican here in Chicago. I've had key Puerto Rican dishes like mafango, fried green plantains mashed with garlic and pork before. Often, I found many versions dry and under-seasoned. I remember Kenan Thompson's hilarious impression of former Boston Red Sox legend David Ortiz, which included Thompson rhapsodizing about mafango on SNL's Weekend Edition. It was not until I had Mendez's mafango soaked in ham broth rife with crisp bacon that I understood fake Ortiz's enthusiasms. My own enthusiasms also ran high for Mendez's crispy tostones subbing in as crackers underneath verdant mounds of bright limey avocado mash adorned with sweet striations of pristine crab. Adobo chicken skewers glistened with guava BBQ sauce, juicy and sweet, but they did need a touch more salt. The chicken paired well with guava mojitos so smooth and dangerous I could see myself killing enough of these to end up babbling outside of Buffalo Joe's like a Northwestern Wildcat sophomore in search of suicide sauce dremesse later in the evening. Just as smooth as the cocktails with servers, a warm charming welcome to our home level of hospitality. I don't know for sure, but I suspect someone had called off because our guy at one point played Mater D, bartender, and server. At one point near the end of our meal, he was servicing 12 tables solo and somehow pulled it off. Homeboy had a pocket full of love. The walls at Estesan are lined with large-scale paintings featuring indigenous elders surrounded by embedded objects which include work tools, kitchen implements like ladles, and broken keyboards. They are striking and beautiful. And while I don't know for sure, they suggest the tension between the intersection of heritage and evolution through work and technology that resonates with me as a first-generation son of a Polish immigrant 
and no doubt next generation sons like Mendes and Rivera. If there's any criticism, it's that the room has a lot of hard surfaces, hard chairs, hard tables, hard floors, and hard banquets. It's not OG Compton hard, but it's also a little more utilitarian than many restaurants serving food of this caliber. There is comfort in a warming stew like Sincacho featuring braised short rib that breaks into silky shards under a fork and falls into a broth so savory. I pack up the remains, as I joke the next day on Instagram, to inject it directly into my veins. Also soothing, called Santo, another savory broth enriched and sweetened with coconut milk bursting with crackling crusted snapper, crab claws, and curls of pink tender shrimp. Though I didn't grow up with these dishes, their execution, and the feeling of contentment they raise in me make me understand just a little bit of the joy that was found at the Mendes family table back in the day. What's certain is the kid at that table has always been a star and always will be. He just had to leave Chicago for Vaston so that people could appreciate him. Mark Mendes' work is full shizzle and you can find this design at 633 West Howard in Vaston.